How's everybody doing this evening? I'm Chuck Nasty, and that must mean you're listening to the Nasty Nation here on Anchor. Also, affiliation with Romero Pictures Indie Brigade. Uh, it's a cold, dreary fucking day here in Mount Sterling. Uh, there's supposed to be snow this evening. Not looking forward to that at all. Uh, I don't like being cold. Um, so it's wet and cold, and it's going to be wet, colder later. So exciting. Fuck, it sucks. Uh, <clears throat> where do I begin? Right. Uh, first off, I guess I, I, I'll say uh, thank you again to uh, uh, my buddy Whitman for being on the show. Uh, the the show that you hopefully heard uh, this past Tuesday, um, where we discussed uh, you know part twos of horror movies. Okay, uh, it was a lot of fun, and you'll, you're you're going to be hearing them on here a lot more because there will be other segments of the of the graveyard talk segment um, that. Uh, but yeah, you'll you'll hear it on here uh, at some other point as well. We've got all kinds of ideas that are working uh, in our head when it comes down to what we're going to talk about next. Uh, so far, so good. People seem to really be enjoying the show. Uh, they really enjoyed Tuesday's episode. So let's keep it going. Um, my head is is like in fifty thousand different directions right now. Uh, so you'll have to forgive me if I'm a little all over the place. Okay. Um, Trying to deal with house shit. Um, you know, why are my bills this high? You know, why is my toilet flushing on its own? That kind of shit, you know. Uh, yeah, but we won't go into all that. That's for that's for a somewhat sober Sunday, uh, you know, for me and my sensitive ass. Uh, but anyway, uh, tonight... Oh, also, I also want to throw out there, um, some of you might have thought that... Uh, Gary Mader from I Hate God was going to be um, on Tuesday's ep- Tuesday's episode. Unfortunately, uh, I Hate God's getting ready to go on, on tour with like Napalm Death and Misery Index, uh, and I never heard back from him. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping um, I'm hoping that maybe um, he just lost track of time or whatever. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to get him on at, at some other time uh, in the year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but tonight's show, uh, got a good friend of mine, uh, from an awesome band, uh, called sounds like a lawsuit. Uh, my buddy Tyler Cobb is going to be joining us here in a little bit on the show, uh, to, to discuss what, what he's been going going through in his life at the moment, what the band's going through, uh, what are they doing? What are they working on? That kind of shit. Uh, and I'm really excited because I haven't got to talk to this man in, in a little while. Uh, so th- this should be a fun a fun uh, conversation. So stick around, people. Um, it's going to be a good one here on the Nasty Nation. So, yeah. Be right back with Tyler Cobb from Sounds Like a Lawsuit. call is now being recorded how's it going everyone this is the nasty nation we're back with a good friend of mine tyler cobb for the band sounds like a lawsuit um band out of louisville we've played with uh once or twice something like that twice, I think. Now. twice at now. least okay, yeah, yeah. at least i think i mean i know we played that show um when i think it was my friends in lobo from nashville you guys played earlier in the night, and then Moisey played, and then everybody bailed. <laughs> but then oh, I think we made up yeah. for it about – no, we played three times together. Uh, my birthday show, you guys played with us, and then we played another one where you guys headlined at Sync. Something like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense now. Uh, I couldn't remember, man, because you know how it is. You play show after show, and you play with this person, that person multiple times. You kind of lose count sometimes. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Tyler Cobb, glad to have you on the show, man. Uh, what's new in your world at the moment? Well, thank you for having me. And uh, not a whole lot, man. I mean, um, well, I, I don't know how much your you know, listeners or your audience really know about me, so it's kind of hard for me to really say what would be considerably new. But uh, I did recently get myself out of debt, so there's that. Um, got a new guitar, Got it. Uh, took it to get it set up today, so I should be getting it back here in about a week or two. 
I'm excited for that. Um, finally, that sweet, getting back together. Huh? Talking about that sweet-ass LTD you got? Yeah, that EC1000 Deluxe with the EMGs in it, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I've got that. Um, I'm finally starting to shoot back out to Louisville. I don't know how many people, like I said, man, um, I guess I'll preface this whenever I'm, I'm talking about something like this. But uh, if you guys don't know, um, my band sounds like a lawsuit. Ace, check us out. But we've actually kind of been on a little bit of a break recently, and uh, most of it was actually my fault. Actually, I take the back. I'll take all the blame for it. I had to get my life together, and recently I finally did. So uh, we're finally getting back together. Uh, starting the steps of relearning the set list, which we've already pretty much gotten close to getting down within just two practices. Um, nice. And then we're going to be finishing up writing the record, hopefully hitting the studio in the next couple of months, uh, maybe two to three months. I I keep hoping for, hoping for sooner, but, I mean, let's be realistic here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to take a little bit of time, but, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely understand that shit. Uh, yeah, uh, what – okay, because I've, I've I've told a few people about uh, about your band and everything, and uh, I try to figure out the best way possible to describe you all. And I came up with the perfect description recently. Oh, then what what is it? What is it then? No, no, no. I want to hear your description first. Well, for me, it's just kind of like if uh, if Faith No More and uh, uh, System of a Down uh, mated with I don't know like Gojira or something. And mushed it together. I, I think yeah. that 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 kind of sums it up a little bit. I mean, those are definitely a couple of our influences. The best way that I've ever been able to describe us is uh, we sound like the bands in your CD case when you were in the seventh grade. <laughs> That's it. Oh, like okay. you know, my my CD my my CD case and uh, well, I can't even really say the seventh grade. Cause I didn't have a lot of CDs back then, but I mean, it was like band like it was our biggest influences, like Limp Bizkit, Lincoln Park. Corn, Deftones, A Perfect Circle, uh, Slipknot, all that stuff. And, uh, of course, you know, years later, Faith No More. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, you all definitely have, like, a lot of different influences. Which, I mean, we do, too. I mean, whatever. But uh, you can definitely you can definitely tell that you all have, like, there's a different personality with each member. Is that correct? Yeah, like, I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, you're not all the same. Like, you're all kind of breeding from different uh, ideas and whatnot for your music. Uh, right. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're five. The way I look at it, we're five individuals that don't belong in the same band. But that's what makes us so incredibly unique as a band. You know, we yeah. all come from different backgrounds. Our lead singer, Harlan, was the number two rapper in, in Louisville at one point, believe it or not. Um, Dan is a former rapper. Yeah. Two of our members are rappers. Uh, Dan was also a rapper for a while. He actually has, like, a CD somewhere around here. I can't remember. Or, well, actually, I don't know where the hell it's at. But he's got a mixtape or something that he That's made cool. when he was a teenager, yeah. Um, I mean, Jeremy's been in and out a ton of bands. I'm trying to think of the name of his band right now. Um, I don't think they play anymore. Damn. He wears the hoodie all the time, and I can't think of him. Hold on one second. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hey, Dan. Yo. What's the name of Jeremy's other band? Sick. That's what it was. Thank you. Yeah, it was sick. I apologize. I had to ask our other guitar player. <laughs> but, yeah, Spontaneous Internal Combustion. He, you know, he, he comes from that background. And me personally, it's a lot of, you know, bedroom guitar playing. Yeah. Uh, so, you said, you because, you know, like you said, you, you've been on a little bit of a hiatus for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. You all ready to get back in the studio. Uh, do you all have any shows or anything coming up? Man, we're holding off, to be totally honest. Um, we, uh, we've thrown around the idea of maybe doing like a, you know, the shake off the rust sort of show, but nothing's been, nothing's been put in. You know, we don't have anything official, nothing's concrete. We haven't really reached out to anybody. I think right now the current plan is to wait until the album is finished and then like wait until the album release show. But I think a few of our members are actually more interested in playing a show before than just to get back out. You know, um, as much fun as it is writing music and creating, it's also, you know, the other aspect of it is playing it live, you know, and I definitely think that testing some of the songs out before we, uh, finish, you know, just like throw them on the record or whatever, I think might be a good idea. So we'll see. I can't, I can't say we definitely don't. I can't say we definitely do. Okay, I got you. Uh, I, I hope that the, 
we shared the stage before too long, uh, when that, whenever y'all start playing shows again. Oh, dude, it's been a while. We'll, we'll shoot you guys a call. We, we definitely, uh, we enjoy playing with you guys, you know, and I don't, I don't know how much the audience knows about you guys. I would imagine decent amounts since it's your show, but if y'all haven't really checked out Bastard Sons of Judas yet, y'all need to. Cause those guys are, those guys are awesome. It's Thank very you. rare you come across a two-piece that does something as interesting as you guys, you know? Oh, well, thank you, man. We try to keep it interesting. You should wait, wait to hear the new stuff that we're working on, man. It's pretty killer. We're excited, man. I, um, I guess I guess for this, I'm going to talk to the audience real quick. So the first time we played with these guys, I heard the name, and Louis shows you're either going to get, like, an amazing band that you've never heard of from out of absolutely nowhere, or it's going to be, like, some weird guy and his – or a couple guys in their 40s up on stage playing acoustic guitar and just swearing or a bunch of classic country and rock songs or something. And when I heard the name, I was like, oh, great. But uh, mm-hmm. I had just gotten Harlan to listen to uh, Mirror Reaper by Bell Witch, and he was obsessing over that album. So when we saw you guys, it immediately clicked in his head. Hell yeah, man. So Bell Witch yeah. is a big influence on us. And I, and I remember – I remember uh, – there's video of it actually uh, when uh, Harlan uh, got really excited to see us play. Uh, I yeah. think it was the first time. I think I think it is the first time that we were we were doing that show, and yep. we were uh, we were playing with one of one of our uh, uh, more melodic opening songs. And, mm-hmm. I, and then there's, on the video, he says something like, "Oh, this is my shit. I got you know," or something like that. And yeah. ever since then, ever since then, you all have been kind of like uh, bros to us, man. And we, we definitely appreciate that. And we love having you guys out, man. You know, it's, uh, you know, as a band, and it's easy. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, man. I mean, a lot of people consider us to kind of like a metalcore band. Some people consider us a new metal band, whatever. Um, it's really easy to kind of get clicky, you know, and get stuck with the rest of the metalcore bands in the scene. And we really, as a band, we love playing with bands that don't sound anything alike. I'm not going to say every band sounds like alike, you know, but a lot of people share the same influences, so they kind of, like, stick together, you know, on their uh, on their shows and stuff. And we uh, we love expanding and playing beyond that. And you guys are vastly different from, you know, what we are. So we absolutely love having you guys out when we can. Yeah, man. No, I, we, we are the same way. Uh, you know, it's fun playing shows with bands that are, are, are similar, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. But it's... It's even more fun uh, to play shows with bands that are completely opposite. You know what I mean? Just for right. the fact that it's like it's fun to see people who don't listen to atmospheric doom sludge, um, right? You know, but are usually listening to like hardcore or something like that. And then they they, yeah. they actually end up coming up to you at the end of the show and like, I've never listened to this kind of music, man. I, I dig this shit. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, so got- it, it makes it more fun. You know? Yeah, I mean, you got a kid that like like likes bands like Converge or something, and he's just chilling at a show, and he hears you guys for the first time, and then, you know, through you guys, maybe he finds Mira, uh, you know, Bellwitch, or maybe he finds like Cult Leader or something, and it's kind of like the perfect fusion, two different styles, and you're expanding somebody's horizons because of all the variety in the show. Yeah, man, that's that's the beauty of it, and plus also when you're on stage and you look out and like there's a couple of people that that you weren't sure if they were there for you or the other band, but probably the other band. And mm-hmm. they actually seem to be kind of into your music a little bit, you know, nodding their right. head, kind of feeling it. Yeah, so, vibing it. Yeah, man. So it definitely makes it a lot, you know, a lot better. Uh, so w- when, uh, when did, how long, how long have you all been a band? Well, you know, we've been a band for about 13 years now. Um, now, when I say that, though, I have to preface this a little bit. Uh, there was a different lineup way before us. Um, the original lineup that sounds like a lawsuit was, uh, our guitar player, Dan Jaggers. Um, Matt Hurt was the bass player. Adam Marks was the drummer. And then eventually they got a guy named Derek Sullivan to come in and do vocals. They had another guitar player and I can't think of his name. It was very, he was there for a very short amount of time. Uh, but he is on the aesthetics, uh, recording. So props to him. I just can't. Oh, David Bowles. Yeah. He played in sounds like a lawsuit for a little bit and, uh, He's on the aesthetics recording. If you guys ever looked that up on YouTube, so it's a really good song. But um, they, I, I think Adam, Matt, and Dan were the lineup for like I don't even know. I want to say about six years, I guess, before they got Derek. I'm not totally sure on the timeline. And then eventually Derek left. Adam, or sorry, David left. Me and Harlan joined to replace those two. 
And we played one show with that lineup, and then everybody kind of, like, started leaving to, like, chase after their careers. So, like, uh, Adam, our original drummer, um, he actually was, he's actually down in New Orleans um, doing, I guess he's a chef for Whole Foods still. He's taken that quite far, and he's really enjoying his time down in the uh, French Quarter as often as he can get down there. And then Matt, our uh, bass player, is a photographer, a wonderful, wonderful photographer, very, very uh, talented uh, with the camera, but uh, he actually wound up going up north. Can't remember exactly where, but uh, he wound up working for a local newspaper, and now I think he's just doing freelancing um, around the states. I don't, I don't think he's, like, shooting around, like, you know, west and north to the south and east or whatever, you know, like the extremes or anything, but, you know, kind of bouncing around between, like, Kentucky and maybe New Orleans and Tennessee and wherever, I guess, his camera takes him, sort of. Um, but the current lineup we've had for about five years now, so yeah, band's been around for a while. No oh, shit. That's yeah, dude. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure if you all have been around just a couple of years or or a long period of time because we've been together for about twelve years, I think. Yep. Eight, nine, ten, something. I don't know, something around there. Fuck, that's, that's not, I don't even ask that question. That's a horrible question to ask a musician. Yeah, uh, not really. I mean, you know, it gives <laughs> gives them a chance to talk about the history of a. Uh, you know, their band and maybe how they wound up in it, but it kind of, yeah, it kind of yeah, shows yeah. you like, you know, how, well, I don't even know what I was going to say there. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people asking about the album and stuff and it's, uh, yeah. it's a long time coming. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you, you all have, you, you have releases out on like YouTube and Spotify, right? All streaming platforms, man. Spotify, Apple music, YouTube Music or YouTube Red, whatever it is, we're out there. We use DistroKid. It shoots it around everything, so you can find us anywhere. Yeah, you, you answered my next question because we use DistroKid Distro also. So Yeah, it, it, yeah, it shoots you around all different platforms. <laughs> it's kind of cool that we're able to do that kind of shit these days. You know what I mean? We're, oh, cause oh, hell yeah. Back, because back, you know, back in the day, it was the, you, know, you didn't have uh, social media to you know, plaster your band all over the place. Uh, well, you know, you kind of did it word of mouth, you know, or, or. Well, not, not know. quite, not quite. I wouldn't agree with that. I mean, well, okay. Well, when you say back in the day, I mean, when, what do you mean by back in the day? Cause like, I was thinking of like, I don't know, I was thinking like 12 years ago, back in 2008 when MySpace was still a thing. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm talking before MySpace, like. Yeah. A little bit before then, you know, like, it, like the internet was a thing. I'm not that old, you know, but you know, before yeah. like Facebook and, MySpace and all that shit blew up. Right. You know, you, you found out about bands from other bands, you know, or if you were lucky enough to be in a place that had local shows going on, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and then now, you know, you just, you, you pay a, a distribute, you know, distribute, distribute, God. Distribute. <laughs> fucking, you know, distribution what fee. Thank you. Uh, you I'm know, guessing. and that's what you're yeah, that's pretty much how, yeah, that's pretty much how I was saying. But, you know, yeah. and then it's, you know, they, they shoot your shit all over the place. And, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of crazy, man. Like, have you ever, like, just looked up your band on Google and just to see what pops up? Yeah. Um, you know, have it's you, good. I was just going to say, and, and have you ever, like, seen shit on there that you had no idea ever existed that, that was about you all? Um, Not really, to be totally honest with you. I mean, it's maybe the first time there was like some concert photos that I didn't know existed, but it wasn't like of my current era. Sounds like a lawsuit, you know, since I've been a band, it's like previous stuff. So like when they opened for Whitechapel back in like 2014 or something, or maybe some random photo from the like Facebook shows up when they were like teenagers and it wasn't like a super serious thing or whatever, you know, like that stuff pops up on occasion, but that's about it. The only thing I think I've ever been surprised by on Google, Googling my band name, is when uh, when you go to images and it pulls up other bands' images, and then you're like, why the hell is it showing a picture of Era of Machines? Shout out to Era of Machines, by the way. Uh, but why is it showing a picture of Era of Machines? It just sounds like a lawsuit, and then it's like, oh, yeah, we're connected to that band. We play with them all the time. So Google just kind of, like, throws the two together, I guess. I think yeah. where content is missing about a specific thing, it'll make up for it by including anything that could be attached to it, and that's probably why that yeah. happens. That makes sense. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, that... Good. No, I was just saying, I've, I've clicked on, just out of curiosity, uh, you know, I looked up our band, 
And, dude, I have found so much shit, like, reviews on stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people, like, you know, writing, just writing about us or whatever, where it's like, yeah. well, I mean, it's not much, but it's like, you know, even just being put on the, what was that, rock, metal, PDA or whatever it is, like. Um, oh, uh, Encyclopedia Metallum or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we were on there, like, I was like, oh, shit, like, there's been, there's, uh. There's been places in like uh, all around the country actually that have like had that, that have listened to our shit, and yeah. I, I was like, I I never had any idea that these people listen to this. You know, it's kind of fucking yeah. crazy, man. You know? Yeah, I uh, I wish that was our case, but we don't really we have really haven't gotten around like that. You know, we don't have a whole lot of music out there. All that's really out there right now is just those two tracks, and then uh, you know, like live video footage of us and. You know, that gets, I guess, an okay amount of likes, but I don't think it's been shot around a whole lot. But I wouldn't mind running into somebody, you know, talking about our band or something like that. I haven't seen a whole lot of that yet. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to y'all putting out a full release, man. Definitely. I mean, 13 years in the making, man. It's it's a big deal, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. You, you can only release your first album once. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm, I We've put out a shitload of EPs, you know, but they're like – different stuff from when we play live, which we're working on, by the way. And, uh, right. Trying to get, you know, a full release out there and a couple of EPs that, you know, are stuff we play out. Uh, yeah. You know, but I, you all, you all sound, I mean, where do you all record at? Because, like, the quality of, like, the stuff you have put out is pretty killer. Um, We're actually recording at Early Grace Studios with uh, Jordan Haynes. He's our uh, sound engineer. It's it's been about a year and a half actually since we've been in the studio, which is pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's taking man, forever, man. Well, I mean, man, shit happens. You know what I mean? It, yeah. You know, you got you got jobs. There's you know, in a band in situation in general, you know, you got you got uh you know people with kids. You got jobs. You got fucking family shit happening. You know. So I mean, well, I mean, it's, it's perfectly understandable. Yeah, but I mean, what? Kind of, kind of. I mean, you know, everybody in my band knows that I'm not really the guy that likes to hold back a whole lot whenever it comes to, like, talking about stuff. <laughs> right. So I'll go right. and be that guy that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to blame it on, it, you know, outside life stuff. That does, I mean, that stuff definitely gets in the way, you know, but I think the biggest thing that's, like, held us back is, like, being able to afford to go in the studio, man. I'm not going to say how much we pay for our songs or anything, but... Um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say that that's expensive, and beyond that, the biggest thing that's held us back is, uh, I mean, like I said, man, uh, we're, we're five individuals in the same band, and I look at it as we're five individuals that don't even belong in the same band, but like I said, that makes, that's what makes us unique. But it also makes it incredibly hard for us to, like, write music together at times. So, like, uh, a couple years ago, uh, one of our favorite songs to play live is Sheila, which was the first time, really, that um, I was able to bring atmospheric or ambient sounds into sounds like a lawsuit because before that Dan wasn't crazy about using pedals. Now he's changed his tune now and now he's got a helix. We're both using helixes, so like the new shit when that hits, it's really going to surprise everybody. Um, yeah. When we wrote Shelob, that almost broke us up as a band. Like that was the moment where like, can we do anything with this? Because like yeah. we wrote so like we we brought like three songs over from the old lineup and it's Bread and Circuses, Makeshift Soul, and House of Cards, and that's all that we really had at the time. We had hammered it out with our current drummer, Jeremy, and we were bringing Logan into that mix. And when we brought Logan into that mix, the first song we really wrote as a lineup was Sheila, but we kept fighting about it. Like, literally, like, we we came up with an idea for it while fighting. Hmm. <laughs> like, we were all arguing back and forth on, like, the timing of the song, what was going where, what section was going to be where, what we were going to do, what the song was going to be about, yada, yada, yada. Harlan wouldn't tell us what the lyrics were about. Harlan eventually told us what the lyrics were about. It was weird, man. And uh, <laughs> but but when we finally got the song down, we started nailing it every single time. We fell in love with it. We realized that what we were was something incredibly unique and different, you know. And then as long as we can pull our shit together, we're gonna put out some crazy ass sounding music. It's, yeah. I can't, you know. It's hard to call a band original these days, but I think that's about as close to original as you can get. I mean, as long as you're not one thing that I've learned though, as long as you're not. Uh, uh, blatantly ripping off your influences, it's okay to have your influences kind of come out 
Because that's going to happen yeah. anyway, obviously. You know, happen, obviously. Yeah, but if you if if you put something out with passion, uh, the, something that has a feeling to it, something that mm-hmm. you enjoy playing, whatever the fuck you know. Uh, yeah. That's that's where the originality comes in a little bit. You know, it's something you've created, and you weren't trying to sound like anybody else. It just kind of happened. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, um, I mean, the way that I look at it is, like like I said, it's hard to be original these days. But whenever you go see a live band, I can go see the most generic-sounding band, but what's going to stick out the most at that moment, because like I said, you know, it's hard to be original these days, it's going to be the personalities of the band. You know, and if, if all the members are there and they're into it, they're going to put on a dope performance. If not all the members are there and into it, they're going to put on a mediocre to shitty performance. It all kind of oh, depends, yeah. man. But personality is what really paints bands and makes them who they are. It's not always just the sound. It's not always exactly what they're doing. Even on the first couple of songs, man, you know, you're trying to figure things out. You don't really click as your band or really develop your sound until a little later on. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's I'll tell you, man, you're talking about, like, you all arguing and fighting songs. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it makes it makes me and Josh uh, even even more glad uh, that we are a two piece. <laughs> yeah, oh dude, I mean, multiple uh, personalities makes it harder. Uh, yeah, I mean, we were the band that we we were in uh, together was a band called Island Conspiracy, and there was five of us. And uh, oh, wow. yeah, and we we just it was you know this person's on drugs, that person's on drugs. This person's drinking too much. These people just don't mm-hmm. give that much of a shit. Couldn't get anything yeah. done. And mm-hmm. when you have when you have more than you know, well, when you have like five people in a band, there's going to be like it's going to be to me. It's a little trickier to get things taken care of on on time or a decent time because you've got five people having to vote. You know, when, right. when Josh when when Josh and I are playing around on stuff, it's just kind of like, okay, well, he comes up with a riff and. I'm like, I like it. Let's keep playing it. And mm-hmm. if if we don't like something, we're like, all right, we don't do it. Let's scratch it. And that's that. It's just two guys yeah. being like, okay, uh, can we agree on this? No. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. It's so much easier. Like, I I, <laughs> I think about it all the time, and I'm like, man, you know, there's times where I, I miss, you know, having a, a, a bass player or having it be, you know, me on vocals and having another drummer. And then I think about it, and I'm like, man. It's just so much less bullshit with just two of us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody's egos start getting in the way, and it causes all kinds of shit. I mean, hell, like, we've been, like, the the way that we finally, I guess, made a breakthrough was essentially Logan and Dan kind of got together and started, like, jamming by themselves. Mm-hmm. And, like, they would just, like, they'd come up with the idea, come up with the structure, and then they'd, like, either bring me in on it or they'd bring it to practice and show everybody and let us figure out what we want to do with it. But that made it way easier because before it was like bring a riff and then like jam around on it and none, nobody was clicking and I don't know. We finally found a process that works and it's kind of like come up with an idea, bring one member into it, start to, you know, put it together and then start presenting it to other members over time. And that's what we yeah. did with Ox and that's like one of my favorite songs we play live. I don't know if you've seen that one yet or not, but actually Probably I don't think you have. have. I no, yeah, I don't no, I actually don't think you have, man. Ox is, uh, the first time we played Ox Live was, um, I want to say it might have been Catfish, maybe, when we played, uh, Metal Fest, the, the Fuck Cancer Fest this past year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we might have played it live before then. I just can't think, like, last year was so bad with shows because we, we kept saying we weren't going to play any shows and we were just going to write and, I don't know. We might have, I want to say we actually, we might have actually played that. No, I take that back. I think we played that at the New Year's show. I don't know. Last year was a huge blur as far as, like, shows are concerned. We did get to step on the same stage with, um, uh, what was it, a pale horse named Death, which, you know, mm-hmm. legends yeah. are in that band. So that was really cool. Yeah, we, we were playing that night over at Highlands when you all were playing mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, you guys were playing at Tap Room. I wanted to go, man. I just I didn't want to miss the chance to meet the uh, oh, did original I, drummer for Typo. Yeah, man. Well, and or and Johnny. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the or last one. Yeah, take current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually didn't get a chance to meet Johnny though. He was uh, he was kind of busy talking to some people, so I gave him some space. But I did get to meet the lead singer. Sal. He was really cool. Yeah, Sal Abrascado. Yeah. Abrascado. Yeah, yeah no, he was I, a really cool I, guy. 
I completely understand because uh, I'm a huge typo negative fan from way back. And, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I can totally, I, I totally understand that completely. Uh, yeah. Which is actually, you know, talking about that, something that, that I found out the last couple of years, uh, or last year, I guess. Uh, mm. All right, so typo negative put out their uh, the box set of all the stuff on yep. vinyl. Okay. Yep. Um, well, that spawned a whole bunch of like campaigning for it, basically. And one thing they did was they, uh, uh, Kenny and Johnny were both on. Uh, they were being interviewed from uh, on YouTube by uh, a yep. couple people from Code Orange. Did you see that? I have not watched that. I'm gonna check that out. I know Code Orange did an interview with. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's actually really badass. Well, on that interview, they're talking about a few things that had me looking into some other things. And I found out, and also Josh told me, um, did you know that uh, most of the drums on Typo albums were not live drums? They were programmed. No. Yep. Isn't that crazy? That- uh, yeah, that also kind of explains some shit, too. Uh-huh. Uh, because of the drum tones. Yeah, well, they, uh, they actually, and here's the fucked up thing. It's been like that since, uh, October Rust. No Which shit. Their, yeah, yeah, and you That know was who, the first record with, uh, Johnny, wasn't it? it or was it, that? It was when he, yeah, when he first came, when he first came into the, the fold. Yeah, and what's funny is, uh, <laughs> It's, uh, Josh Silver was the one that programmed the drums. Was that the, that was a guitar player, right? Keyboardist. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not too sure on, like, members' names and stuff. Oh, well. Yeah. Besides Peter. Okay. Everybody fucking knows Peter and Johnny. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny's legendary for Danzig. Well, yeah, Danzig and fucking, the motherfuckers play with quite a few different people, but Danzig and, and Typo are the two, two we, we all, you know, remember. <laughs> yeah. He's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite drummers. Which I mean, you know, at first it was kind of like, wow, that's kind of some weird information to find out. But after the fact, I was like, all right, cool, because it doesn't sound bad. But you can actually yeah. like, if you listen to like Vol Coming Down, uh, mm-hmm. listen listen to the drums on that album and the way that that they're played or whatever. Uh, you can yeah. kind of tell a little bit. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But what what when when uh when, one typo fan to another. I just wanted to throw that little bit of trivia at you. No, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for that information. I didn't know that. No. But what were you yeah. going to say? Um, well, I was going to say, man, like, actually, this is going to sound really bad. I didn't know World Coming Down existed until oh, wow. last year. Yeah, I like I got into typo for a while, but I mostly stuck with, like, October Rust. Occasionally, I listened to Bloody Kisses, and then sometimes, uh, what was it? Is it Dead Will Rise Again? or? Dead Again? The one with, yeah, Dead Again, the one with Rasputin on the cover. Um, and, yeah. uh, oh, what was it? I, life is I don't want to be me. Yeah, Life is Killing yeah. Me. I actually, yeah. if I can find it, the day that Peter died, I jumped on Amazon and I got a typo poster from that era for like $10. And if I can find it, I don't know how much money it would be worth now, but I'm just stoked to actually have that poster still. Man, I had a, uh, a typo poster years ago and I moved in with a couple of jackasses and uh oh, they, they they ended up ripping it off my fucking wall. Yeah. Right off my door. door man. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was an October Rust uh era poster and it's like them all out in the uh the woods, like yeah sitting up against trees. It was really cool. Oh, poster, in the October but... Rust. <laughs> yeah. Oh completely, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I used to have uh I used to have a Primus anti-pop poster, which if you look for it now, is about like 45 to $50. Probably worth more, actually, now. It's been a couple of years since I looked it up. But I had one from a record store that closed down, and uh, I accidentally left it at somebody's house. Like, I was moving out of – actually, not somebody's house, sorry. I was moving out of a house, and I had packed everything up. I had all my favorite T-shirts in one specific trash bag, and I had all my posters in a box tube. But uh, hmm. I was – or, you know, like a – you know, like, Whatever you yeah. shove posters into, one of those boxes, whatever. Um, yeah. I left them in the fucking house. Oh wow! Yeah, they're gone forever. That's my Mitch Lucker. Yeah, dude, my Mitch Lucker Memorial T-shirt was in there. My old Kill Switch. Uh, I had like a print poster from one of their albums that was in there. Uh, my old Hybrid Theory poster. Uh, I had a WWE 2003 poster, I think, 
which mm. is the last poster I think they made with Chris Benoit on it. It was Chris oh, wow. Benoit, Kurt Angle, Kane, Undertaker, Stone Cold, Triple H. It was all the big guys in the company at the time. The Rock was probably on there too, man. It uh, oh, it, bro- it broke my heart to lose that fucking poster. Man, not to not to bring up any bad shit, but you seem to have a bad luck of losing your stuff or getting it taken from you. Like, <laughs> Jesus, bro. No. You, did you ever yeah. find any, any? Did you ever find anything that got stolen from you? Um, so to preface that for the audience' sake, uh, yeah. about a year ago, I guess more than a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it'd be November 2018. So yeah, more than a year ago. I'm just trying to think of like how you know how long that is. But anyway. Uh, around November 2018, maybe October, I can't remember, uh, I had my shit stolen on my car. We played a show at Tap Room, uh, with the Hell You Say, so I think it was later October. Um, I went back to my friend's house I was staying at. I grabbed my shit from there, and I came over to the other place I was staying at, started moving my shit inside, and I was like, fuck it, I'll get in the morning. Come out the next morning, and my car door is ajar, and I go to look at the back, like, you know, in the back of my car, and my amp head is gone, my EC4 whatever that I was renting from Duop was gone, my fucking pedal I was renting from Duop was gone, the head I was renting from Duop as well, everything was fucking gone. My, my brand new, uh, well, it wasn't brand new, but, uh, camera I just bought, Rebel T5, it was like $250, fucking gone. With my SD card and everything, dude. That shit broke my heart. Um, now, did I ever find any leads? I didn't actually look that much into it, you know. I reported it. Um, I kept I kept up with the detective on the case as often as I could, but I actually wound up doing his job for him. I got on uh, what was it? Fucking I went on I went on musicgoaround.com out of curiosity, and I just happened to type in something that matched, and it brought up my RP 500. I was like, huh, wait a second, that looks or an RP 1000. Sorry, that that looks familiar. Ho- hold up, hold up a second. And I type in fucking uh, whatever amp I had at the time. I cannot think of the uh, model of it right now, but I typed that in, and my exact amp showed up, and I was like, no fucking way. So got my car. I, I stopped at the uh, the precinct to get a copy of my police report. And I go in there, and I walk in there. I'm like, hey, uh, and I go over and I check, and sure enough, it's my amp. The, you know, like the top of it, it's got like a little bit of the uh, rubber or whatever, like ripped off. The grip tape. Mm-hmm. Um, I walk over to the counter. And I'm like, "Hey, I believe that's my amplifier." And at that moment, everybody in that entire place, like all their faces, just went down. Like, "Oh shit!" So they got me the manager, and yeah, um, huh. I didn't ask for the name of the guy. I just turned in the information to the detective. I thought they were going to follow up on it, and they never did. Wow. Yeah, man, it's hard to get. It's hard to really get cops to like do anything when it comes to shit getting stolen out of your car or whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I, I it's not a fun situation. I mean, you got to go, you got to fill out the report, and you're talking mm-hmm. to somebody who doesn't even really give that much of a shit. I've been True, in man. similar situations. And I um, had all my shit yeah. stolen one time, and I couldn't. I had to went to like five or six different places trying to figure it out. I went to one place and I saw a bunch of my stuff, but I wasn't able to do anything about it. And that shit mm-hmm. sucks ass, man. Sorry that it's hard yeah, to happen to you, man. And it's not your fault. It's my dumbass fault for not making sure the car door was closed. I'm just glad I brought my video game systems and my laptop in, man. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, dude, seriously, like, if, yeah, that would have broke my heart right there. I mean, it already, it already fucked me up. The most valuable thing that got stolen from me when that happened, to me personally, this is the one that really hurt, because the rest of that shit is just shit. That's all it is, man. I can replace a guitar, I can replace an amp, I can replace a pedal, whatever. Uh, but I cannot replace that guitar case that I have my guitar in because that was one that was given to my great-grandmother who died back in 2008. Oh, fuck. So, yeah, dude, that one kicked the shit out of me. That was the one that really broke my heart. And inside of there also was my very first concert tickets from, like, LRS 2006 and 2007 oh, wow. and 2008. My Killswitch ticket, I'm pretty sure, was in the first time I saw them. My No Fear tour with Lamb of God, that was in there. Fucking... Yeah, dude, dude, a lot of memories were inside of there, dude. Old guitar picks, all kinds of shit, and that's gone forever. Man, fuck thieves, dude. Fuck. Oh thieves. yeah, dude. Um, Man, th- there's these motherfuckers that 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 will wait at concerts and at shows and shit just to see if they're able to fucking run off with something. That's why you yep. gotta always you gotta always make sure that that you it's it's like me and Josh we're a two piece, so. If there's nobody else able to watch the stuff at the moment, then we go back and forth. Like we take turns on who's going in, who's staying out. 
yeah. when it comes to when it comes to leaving your stuff out in your car, brother, man, that's 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 a that's a hard pill to, to swallow. That's a hard lesson to learn, man. Oh yeah. damn. I haven't had a whole I haven't had anything. I haven't had a whole lot of trouble around Tapperm or anything, you know, no real shady characters. I know most of the bar and most of the bar has my back, so I'm usually pretty safe whenever I'm in there. The only time I get nervous is, you know, whenever, like, we leave our shit on stage. If we headlined or something, we leave our shit on stage. I get a little bit nervous because my helix is sitting there. But like I said, man, I got eyes all over that bar. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Meg. Yeah. But, I mean, we've we've played a few places where it's like there's – there's usually like one or two people like hanging around where it's like, okay, well, we we can definitely not leave any of this shit out of our sight with these guys around, uh, right? Because over over at Magbar, uh, we've mm-hmm. run into that a few times where there's like you know sus- sus- suspicious fellows walking around, um, yep. and just uh, yeah, because you could you could they walk into the side door and they're not supposed to be doing that anyway, and there's like you know equipment everywhere, and you're kind of like. Make it sure, okay, I gotta get this shot in the car, but I also wanna keep out on this motherfucker at the same time, you know? Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, most of the sound guys over at Magbar are usually trying to watch out for that shit. Yeah. Uh, moving on to a, maybe a brighter conversation here, maybe, I don't know, uh, but didn't you, uh, <laughs> did, didn't you have a, uh, uh, acoustic thing that you were doing there for a minute? And are you still doing it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so for a while I did do Corbin Black. Um, I wrote a couple songs, man. I don't know if I'm ever going to do anything with it. I've got uh, – I recently completed one song. I haven't recorded it yet, but I was thinking about recording and releasing it. Um, outside of that, dude, I don't know if I'm ever really going to get back into that. The whole point in the Corbin Black thing was kind of uh, – I wanted it to be my take on Johnny Cash, but, like, if Johnny Cash wrote songs with Chelsea Wolf. Nice. And have like a typo negative like influence or whatever. That's that's mm-hmm. honestly what I wanted to do with it. And I got a couple good guitar riffs out of it, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I'll ever get back, go back to that. I do have a new project that I'm doing, but uh, I think that's going to wind up replacing every other project that I've wanted to hmm. do. We'll see what happens there. Can you, can you tell us about this project? Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, you guys be the first to hear about it. Um so this is this is a uh, uh, what was the name of the show again? Is it Nasty Nation? Yes. So all right, so Nasty Nation audience, this is an exclusive for this interview right here. Uh, you're hearing it first right here from from the source. Um, I am doing a project called Star Drowner. It's not like a full band thing, um, but it's just kind of I don't know. It's I wish I knew how to explain this man. I was listening to. Uh, I can explain you how I came up with the name, and I guess I might be able to explain it better after saying that. But uh, if you guys are familiar with a band called Death Heaven, I was thinking about their name and trying to think of, like, almost just like an alternate take on it, because mm-hmm. listening to that record really fills me with a lot of different emotions, and it makes me want to write music. It makes me want to play music. It makes me fall in love with music all over again. So I was thinking about it, and I was like, something, something, hmm, that doesn't really work. Star Drowner? Yeah, that sounds cool. And... uh you know, I went home and I was listening to Death Heaven and I was switching from them over to like one of my favorite bands right now to listen to is a band called Failure. Um, and I was, I don't know, I, I, I guess I wanted to create an identity for myself that would be all-encompassing of like my atmospheric sort of stuff that I like to do along with like my space rock influences and even like stuff like Death Heaven or even the extreme side and just put it all into one project and that's kind of what I'm trying to do with Star Drowner. That sounds pretty cool. When um, when are you going to start working on on this stuff? You were have you started working on it yet? Yeah, I mean I've got one song um, that's done written. I just need to actually sit down and like record it. Um, and I, it's it's like a brand new experience for me. Like I've recorded stuff on my own before, but I've got really good. I've got like a better tool that I had that I really had before. I'm actually using Reaper. I don't know if you're familiar with that recording program or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually paid and got the full version of it, and it's just, it's really useful. I really like the mixes that I'm getting out of it, the the tools that are made available. Uh, by Cocos is actually the name of the uh, <laughs> company to put it out, but um, Cocos Incorporated. But their uh, <laughs> their VSTs and stuff are actually really useful, and I'm really excited to uh, put music out through it. I think the biggest reason why um, the Corbin Black thing kind of fell apart was uh, I actually did attempt to record. Uh, Corbin Black song and uh, fell apart. 
during the courting process, I realized how much I suck at guitar. <laughs> oh, you don't suck at guitar. I do to me, man. I was sitting there, like, the, the song I was putting together is, like, real. It's just acoustic guitar, that's it. And I was going to go in and I was yeah. going to layer, you know, other guitar parts on top of it, make it all trippy sounding. But I couldn't even get through the fucking beginning of the song, man. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to pick it clean, and then I was trying to, like, go back in and, like, like, when we're in the studio, you know, like, every band does this, but, like, you'll, you'll play one section perfect, and then you'll fuck up the next section, and it's like, okay, we're going to start from this point and go to this next point, and then we're going to make it seem like it's seamless, like you just continue to go through. Yeah. Um, some people were really good about not having to do that. Some others, most of us, <laughs> have to take advantage of that. Um, I kind of tried to do that to myself, you know, with the uh, with that acoustic section. I mean, it was it was an acoustic song, but I tried to do that at the beginning of that section, and that honestly just put a halt entirely on the project. I, just, I wasn't happy with the way it sounded at all. Yeah, well, so sure, that's what man. killed Corbin Black. Uh, well, I, I I was always curious to hear that stuff, man. Uh, so if you ever happen to like put it back out or do have anything, let me let me know. Let me hear. And the new Absolutely, stuff, man. I, 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 you're a fan of a little bit of everything, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear whatever projects uh, you got going, man. So let me know about yeah. that stuff too. Oh, I definitely will, man. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm doing Star Drowner. I may at some point like snag the songs that I was writing for Corbin Black and like release an EP. I think what I might do is I might go through Distro Kid and do like Spotify for me, and then just like put the name of the project as the name of, like, the album or the EP that I released and just put stuff mm-hmm. out yeah. sporadically through that. Hell, I might even, like, premiere a track on your show if, you, if you'd if want that. That could be like in the middle of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So you, uh, you said that you all are supposed to be recording when again? I mean, I can't really put an exact date on it, but I, I want to say about two to three months from now. That's what I'm hoping for, but I, mm-hmm. I can't guarantee that. I mean, we got to finish these songs, and once these songs are finished, we want to make sure that they're – well, rather – yeah, I don't know what to say there. Like, I, I felt like maybe I had a better <laughs> way to say that. But the truth be told, I, it's way too fucking hard for me to really just, like, put an actual date on it. But for now, I'll say maybe we'll head back to the studio three to four for two to three months, but I'm going to change it to three to four months. Who knows? Nice. Well, I, I, it, it'll be one of those things that'll be worth the wait. I already know. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, love you all the day. Appreciate man. That. You know that. Uh, we love you too, man. Uh, you all have been uh, supporters of us. We've been supporters of you all. And, uh, yeah, it's brotherhood, bro. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but, man, I, I thoroughly appreciate you coming on and uh, chit-chatting with me on here tonight, man. Hey, anytime, man. Feel, feel free to hit me up. I will, I will. And uh, make sure you tell the other guys in the sounds I said hello. I absolutely will, man. All right, man. Well, you have a good uh, rest of your evening, brother, and uh, you'll be hearing from me soon. Hey, appreciate it, man. You too. Um, and uh, Yeah, thank you guys for uh, listening to me ramble, and thank you for having me on the show, man. I'll talk to you later, bro. All right, have a good one, brother. Oh, wait. Well, that's it. Another uh, another successful Nasty Nation episode for all you to listen to. Uh, and as always, please feel free to uh, go to the Facebook page, like, share, because we'll have these up there uh, on Facebook um, when the time is right. Uh, and that way you can, like, you know, like I said, like it and share it. Um, go to Anchor, favorite the show. Um, yeah, I think you know the, the, the gist of things. Go to, uh, Romero Indie Brigade, check out everything on there. Um, like, and share that shit. Uh, go check out our merch we have on there, man. Um, you yourself can get your very own Nasty Nation mug. It's true. Uh, if you go to the, uh, Indie Brigade merch store, um, you will find that and much more uh, stuff that would be cool for you to buy. Um, yeah, and I think at some point you could even get a Nasty Nation t-shirt. Holy shit. This world's coming to great things, right? <laughs> Not really, but hey, at least you can get a cool mug or t-shirt, right? Uh, but yeah, go there, check some shit out. Um, 
as always, if you if you want to uh, leave a, a, a voicemail, uh, go to Anchor, leave a voicemail for me. Um, I can play it on the show. I will answer your questions. Uh, if you have, you know, any opinions on things that you want me to hear or want me to speak on, please feel free. Um, I, I'd love to hear your opinions uh, about things. Uh, if you love the show, fucking tell me. If you hate the show, fucking by all means, let me know what I'm doing wrong. Um, but in my eyes, I'm not doing anything wrong because this is my show. Eh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you get the gist. Let me a message and uh, I'll call you back. No, actually, I'm not going to call you back. But you leave a message and I'll, I'll definitely respond on the show. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? Um, by the time this airs, it'll be Valentine's Day. Um, and, well, it'll be, it'll be the week of Valentine's Day. Uh, so I don't know what I was going with that. But either way, it's going to be Valentine's Day. So be good to your loved ones. And yeah, uh, I don't know what I, I was. I had something I was going with with that and um, fucked it up. So there you have it. It happens sometimes. Um, I'd like to thank once again my buddy Tyler Cobb from Sounds Like a Lawsuit uh, for being on the show. Um, definitely check them out. Um, you heard them. You can check them on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple, iTunes, all that shit. So check them out. Definitely give them a listen. Um, good band, good guys. Uh, and yeah, so that's that for now. Oh, and uh, next week uh, I will be uh, having um, Richard Hoke from one of my favorite bands, Total Fucking Destruction, and... Uh, he was in Brutal Truth, another one of my favorite fucking bands. Um, he's going to be making his way on the show, and you'll be hearing that the following Tuesday. So anyway, before I keep rambling on and rambling on and rambling on and rambling on, I'm going to say good night and good luck. So me being the way I am, I sometimes forget my original ideas and things I was going to say and whatnot. It just happens. Um, I was supposed to do Tyler, uh, a favor and give a shout out to, uh, Adam Lewis, uh, who he was trying to actually give a shout out to right before, uh, I stopped recording on the conversation. Um, it was just like a last minute thing. So shout out to Adam Lewis. And, um, uh, again, you'll have a good evening. Yeah.